Blog Talk Radio. There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an, see how many Asians you can find in American prisons. You ain't going to be in there. But 51% of your prison will be black because you don't blacks don't have any businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Blacks won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourself up. I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out. Understand the nature of race, which is economics. If you, if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control business and industry and put that pools in your money and hold that money and, it's a, and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces 12 or 13 times what it leaves. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black folk got to learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside of their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor and go to the second floor. The second floor is politics. You then take that money on the first floor and you control your politics. Black folk must quit allowing people to tell them to go out and vote. Vote for what? Nobody's going to do anything for black folk in politics. Politics is controlled by money. Major corporations who got the money. That's what controls politics. If you have no money, you have no say-so, you have no benefits coming. So you take your money and you control and you take your money on the first floor. You buy every politician on the second floor. And any politician you can't buy, you rent or lease them to get what you need. Then once you get the second floor under control with the politician, with your money, then you go to the third floor. The third floor is then is the police department and the court system. You take your money from the first floor and your politics on the second floor and you control the court system and the police department. Then the fourth floor is, the fourth floor then is media. You then take the money that you generate off the first floor from business and industries <clears throat> and you go after radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, and cable systems so that you can now inform and communicate with your own people. Right now, <clears throat> black folk only control less than 35 thousandths of 1% of the media in the United States. Out of 12,000 radio stations, black folk own about something like about 75, 80. That's all. You own no cable systems. You don't have a daily newspaper. You have nothing of importance. You don't, you got about one black TV station. And you, so you can't communicate with your people. You can't inform your people. You can't do anything. You can have Rush Limbaugh and all the rest of the guys talking about racism all day long and bad-mouthing you. And O'Reilly, they can talk, call black folk all kind of names all day long. What are you going to do? You can't respond. You can't even communicate with your own people because you, you don't have an economic base. 51% of all the prisons in the United States are black people. You know, you know you only make up 12% of the population. That's no accident. It's because you don't control the economics and the politics. And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they, when they over-incarcerate you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March for what? Who cares? Marches they never change anything. If white immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education into, with, and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man a hundred years ago, and today the black man, according to the government economist, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, He's not in a moral position 
to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he has he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street, but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie society, the bourgeoisie church, and the bourgeoisie circles. We, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind and make, uh, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, He'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen.
Okay, today's podcast is titled um, Emmett Till, Carolina Bryant, hashtag Me Too Extortionist. The live stream number is 619-768-2945. Today is, uh, what, day three of... um, Bill Cosby's second criminal trial before this trial ended in a uh, a mistrial. Um, Anyway, what what does Emmett Till have to do with Bill Cosby? What does Emmett Till have to do with Me Too? And why why did you put in the headline, hashtag Me Too Extortionist? All right, well, about once a year I usually give this. There's a It's My House version of what happened with Emmett Till. Uh, but first, let me let me get, you know, the definition of, um, the legal definition of extortion. Uh, and we're going to talk about extortion and um, a distinction of extortion called sex uh, sextortion. Anyway, extortion is the crime of obtaining money or property by threat to a victim's property or loved one's um, intimidation or false claim or right. What is extortion? And most most states define extortion the gaining of property or money by almost any kind of force or threat, such as violence, property damage, or harm to one's reputation. And that's a very important one right there, harm to one's reputation. Uh, Unfavorable government action, while usually viewed as a form of theft and larceny, extortion differs from robbery in that the threat in question does not have to pose imminent physical danger. Extortion is a felony in all states, all 50 states. Blackmail is a form of extortion in which the threat to expose embarrassing or damaging information to family, friends, um, or the public. Inherent in the common, um, inherent uh, in this common form of extortion is a threat to expose the details of someone's private lives to the public unless money is exchanged. Let's go to. The Emmett Till case. Stuff in, I'm about to put out information there that you you don't normally will not hear in the Emmett Till case. Emmett Till was accused of disrespecting, whistling at a white woman, or whatever, in Money, Mississippi, and the woman who accused him told her husband and her husband told his, his, his brother 
And they came looking for Emmett Till, killed him. And um, that made international news because of what he looked like in open casket. Now, what I'm about to share with you now are some facts that were never, that's usually not told. But you can look it up. Um, In the It's My House version of the Emmett Till story, Emmett Till was not the intended target of the crime. The intended target was his um, uncle, who he was staying with. His uncle had control of 25 acres of land with a cash crop of cotton on it. However, uh, he was known around town. Uh, I think he was a, a he preached part time as well, just doing the um, you know the cotton farm thing on the twenty five acres. Um, and that was the intended target to get the land to get to twenty five acres. So what they did, and this was done quite often, particularly if you look up sundown towns, a lot of times people, a lot of blacks walked away from property in the South. Whole families walked away from it. Because a common tactic was to kill one of the family members and then go back to the rest of the family and say, if you guys don't clear out of here by sundown, look it up, sundown towns, we're going to do the same thing to you. And a lot of blacks have millions of acres of land due to these, due to this coercion. Essentially, extortion. All right, so with the Emmett Till situation, at his, his his aunt left right after Emmett Till was discovered dead. She left. He had two of his male cousins. They left. His uncle, most, stayed behind and testified, and then after his testimony was over, he left town. Now, my question to you is, all right, who got the 25 acres of land with the cash crop of cotton on it, which is very valuable? That's an example of extortion. The the killing of Emmett Till was a horrific ruse of what these guys really wanted, the 25 acres of land. With the cash crop, crop cotton. Now, let's fast forward to 2018 today. Bill Cosby is, um, oh, before I go to Bill Cosby, the white woman, Carolyn, um, what's her name here? Carolyn Bryant. Carolyn Bryant. 
she was the one that made up the rules that this 14-year-old whistled at me or disrespected me, and then she told that to her husband, the husband told it to his brother, uh, no, her brother-in-law, and they, they got him, killed him. That's called um, sextortion. Sextortion. Sextortion is when you use some element of sexuality. You know, you don't have to have sex. But in this case, saying that he whistled at me or disrespected me, that's a form of sextortion. And they did what they did. The same rules of sextortion happened with Black Wall Street. Some black guy was accused of saying something to a white elevator operator female. And that, that's how that whole thing jumped up. They used sextortion to wipe all that out. And a handful came back, but it, it, just, it never got back to what it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, which is a, a neighborhood. So we fast forward to 2018 today, the Bill Cosby, we're on the third day of the trial. And I'm saying that Caroline Bryant before, uh, uh, you know, today is hashtag Me Too. Caroline Bryant was a Me Too. The elevator operator in Tulsa, Oklahoma for Black Wall Street, Me Too. That term wasn't used back then, but but the principles, the fundamental principles are the same. So we go to Bill Cosby today. The primary primary star witness for the government in trial one, who's also the primary star witness for the government again today in, in trial two, was a woman that he had paid, and we can look this up on that, fact check it on, that he had paid $3 million to. Now, obviously, $3 million was basically, you know, to buy her silence. According to Bill, his side of the story is, you know, it was consensual sex. Her side of the story is, he drugged me. Now, I don't know. I wasn't there, and anybody listening to this podcast wasn't there. But $3 million, you paid over like $3.4 million or almost there. Pay over $3 million. Now, some can look at it and say, say sextortion. Because with David Letterman, and you can check this out online, David Letterman and, and men, what we need to do, and I'm not saying that Cosby's innocent. I don't know. But what happens to a lot of men is we give a pass to women because people tell us that we've been socialized to man up, don't hit women, don't attack women, or whatever. A lot of guys get hemmed up legally because they're put on the defensive and they're not even thinking about what can I do offensively 
to protect myself. Let me give an example. And you can check this out online, too. David Letterman went out to his car one day, and in the back seat there was um, an envelope or whatever. Long story short, uh, you know, I've got some pictures and, and this, that, and other. And if I don't get what I want, which is $2 million, I'm going to put it out there. So uh, Williams, um, um, I mean, David Letterman, excuse me, David Letterman went to his attorney and they went to the DA and they basically set up a sting operation. And the guy that came in um, and they had it all recorded and they gave him a phony check for $2 million. Then he got arrested. Bill Cosby, I don't know why, particularly after he paid this woman $3 million. You may as well call that hush money. After he was extorted for $3 million. When I come back to the well, particularly the criminal trial well, for whatever reason, I would advise men or women, you've had sons, grandsons, nephews, what have you, look up the definition, the legal definition of extortion. Sex extortion has been around forever, but it, it, you might not find it in law books that way, but it's a part of the American diction, I mean, uh, language now. So you can become familiar with how not to get yourself placed in certain positions and how to fight back legally. In the case of Emmett Till, I don't know how that would work because he was only 14 years old. And uh, Carolyn Bryant's husband and brother-in-law went off. They went off. They just, and see, that's what we do in this society. We give women pass. A lot of them can say anything, true or false, and people believe. Another case is um, the late Merlin Santana. He was on the Steve Harvey show, among other shows. Uh, He was in his 20s when he got shot. Some woman lied on him, and then he got shot, shot dead, based on a lie that another woman said. I think she's in prison now. Two movement. Granted, I'm sure some of the women, and on a critical mass basis, have been molested, uh, have been sexually assaulted. I'm sure you do have people in that movement that see women that are, you know, they have a right to be there because they have been harmed. But I'm also pretty sure, I don't know what the percentage is, that you have people in the Me Too movement that are basically extortionists. Because all the recent cases, like uh, Matt Lauer, you know, from my book, if you know, everybody knew that Matt Lauer was married with children. 
if you're having lunch and if you having if you're breaking bread with this dude, you know that you're having consensual sex with him. Okay, you, you're helping him commit adultery. You're knowingly helping him commit adultery, and then you're gonna come around and then it's all you know. It's all in the media, and then you went. You got you hired a lawyer to get a payday. That's extortion. But Matt Lauer, Bill O'Reilly, Bill Cosby, and a whole bunch of people we don't know fraternity fraud. And fraternity fraud, you got to pay the trip. If you're end up, if you're a male, and you're end up on fraternity fraud, where the, the DNA came test came back, and you're not the father, biologically speaking, from the DNA test, you need don't give these women a pass. Go on an offensive and put them in civil court and sue them for extortion. If you win that case, walk over to the DA's office and get a criminal prosecution going. Now, we'll have law study group classes on showing you how to, how to orchestrate that. So, like I say, although some women, and I don't know what the percentage is, in the Me Too movement, they, all right, I get it. You have been sexually assaulted, and you're getting your legislation together. You have a support, and all that's needed, and all that's good. However, there are women, in my opinion, that are in the Me Too movement that are simply extortionists, and they're fighting men who are basically fishing the barrel. They do not know how to legally defend themselves in a legal proceeding. Totally clueless. Um, anyway, if anybody's got any comments on that, like I said, today's podcast has been titled Emmett Till, Caroline Bryant, hashtag the Me Too Extortionist. Caroline Bryant, so I think she's dead now, she admitted that Emmett Till had not whistled at her or disrespected her in any way. There's a book, uh, uh, God wrote a, bu- uh, a book about it that you can order. She finally, and what happened was, I guess she got a guilty conscience. 34, whatever, several years after the fact. And uh, she had remarried, what, at least twice since the whole Emmett Till thing. And her, I think, daughter-in-law contacted the guy. Um, he came down and he, it's in the book. You can get it on Amazon. Now, she wrote a, a memoir. But I understand that memoir will not be released um until several years from now. So she's passed over. But then, you know, there's some more years to go into her memoir, Carolyn Bryant, the woman who lied on Emmett Till. Like I say, we, we have to look at, like I say, Emmett Till, but definitely Emmett Till was the roots. 
but they were really after was that 25 acres with the cash crop of cotton that his uncle owned. And with extortion, and here's the thing about extortion, typically people are after something that you want. The star witness in the Bill Cosby case, she got $3 million the first go around. So she's back at the well. What she wants, I don't know. They've got, the government's got five other accusers now. What do they want? And here's the thing about Bill Cosby, to my knowledge. He hasn't gone on the offenses with none of them. Because men typically, like I said, we've been socialized to give women a pass and don't fight back in any way, shape, form, or manner. Sorcerers and sex sorcerers count on you not fighting back. Men that are listening to this podcast, mothers, aunts, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, and you don't want to see your male loved ones hemmed up by an extortionist or a sex sorcerer, I'm going to highly suggest that you give that knowledge to your male loved ones. Get them a copy of Black's Law Dictionary or any law dictionary. If you can, send them to paralegal school. Because like I said, the typical male out here, black, white, or otherwise, they don't know how to defend themselves. Not in the courtroom. It's not like the laws are skewed towards women. They're not. If you know, if you know how the court, you know the rules of the court, and what what you get with a paralegal education or a law school education is essentially vocabulary. You're going to learn words that you that you normally wouldn't use. So when you get hit, because I'm looking at Bill Cosby. I said Bill Cosby has been writing checks. The three million dollar check that he wrote to the star witness in this case, he's written other checks to other women before that. Why? Because Bill Cosby doesn't even realize he was getting extorted. So vocabulary. Typically, extortionists is they're coming after something that you. It could be money. It could be property. In the case of David Letterman, the guy wanted $2 million. As a matter of fact, I think, let me get this right. The woman that some of the pictures that because they, the woman that Letterman was sleeping with, she was in on the scam too. So the guy knew where to go to take pictures and, you know, and all this, that, and up. That came out in the wash. But it, nothing happened until, you know, he met up with his lawyer, and, you know, because certain things, they had to, his lawyer helped him set that whole thing up for the sting operation. All right. 
a lot of us that get caught out here, you might not have that money to hire hire a lawyer to help you set up a sting operation so you can get something with teeth in and present to the police. That's why I recommend get the law dictionary, paralegal course at the minimum, or form a law study group that will help you as well. All right. And uh, that's probably what we'll do. Uh, what's it? Wednesday. We might we might do that even tomorrow, Friday. Um, because there are some options, and you have to recognize um, extortions can take you know come in many different um, forms. I I give you an example. Matter of fact, that birth this this clock is it's my house. I had a squatter. That wouldn't get out the house. So what she did was uh, went to housing court. And caused a whole lot of headache, the expensive problems to me. However, long story short, one day I get a text message. I still got the text message. This happened like five, six years ago. The text message said, she would stop all legal action in housing court if I would sign my house over to her. That didn't happen. Both some other threatening things, too. I got the emails and all that still, letters from the post office. Now, I didn't know about extort. I knew something was. She was doing something criminal. I just didn't have a name for it. Extortion. She sent letters through the mail at least a couple of times that, um, you know, if you use the United States Post Office, uh, if you're sending threats that way, that's a federal crime. So although I don't have to go on, she's out of the property. But I won't get caught like that again. And if a person tried that again, I would go, I would go, all right, you put me in this court, I won't put you in this court and that court. And let's see who wins. So we'll be offering class study groups, actually, uh, study groups on basically how to protect yourself against extortionists or sextortionists. Like I said, when it comes to sextortion, it it you know it, it it's using like say in the case of David Letterman. Um, however, in the case of Emmett Till, there was no sex, but due to the fact that it was Carolyn Bryant, and she said she was disrespected, she's using her sex to say this guy disrespected me and got her husband and brother to kill this dude. However, like I say, there were, matter of fact, there were more than three people involved, and who got the 25 acres of land? In the case of Wall Street, they used the same roots. And even, and here's the bad thing about that, I'm sure somebody black, Co-signed on it. Well, 
and then again in case him until he should have been whistling at a white woman. That's cosine. In the case of Stephon Clark, he had two children by an Asian woman. There's a bunch of videos on YouTube from women saying they can't, you know, I can't support this at all. Oh, let me take this call. 920, your mic is open. Thank you, Brother L.A. Getting, giving praises to the creative power of this universe, which I call our Neil. I am. I wanted to, I, I know you're talking about Emmett Till and all of these um, cases that um, people falsely accuse people or try to use the law to their own advantage when they're wrong. Well, I feel, I'm, I want you to give me an answer today because I would love to begin this um, boycott from It's My House. And I had people on the line yesterday that wanted to say they were in agreement with this boycott. And um, Sister Villada picked a good uh, group organization that we could target, Amazon, but I say target every holiday that's coming up. Don't buy, don't buy anything pertaining to that holiday. No paraphernalia whatsoever. And if the line gets too crowded, I have another number to use that we can transfer the boycott people too but um and and i also was on the line i had a little one press yesterday because i wanted to talk about um should these black males which i call melanin should they boycott the women so um i want to give the answer to that and i want to <clears throat> go back well, to no, boycott uh, me too boycott me the too. women yeah well that's what i'm saying and that's what i'm saying that um you could bo- they shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that because see that goes back to pitting, pitting us against one another. Pit the field Negro to the house Negro, pit the whites against the black, pit the Christians against the Muslims. We got to stop this difference stuff, and that's what's destroying the world now because we have difference. Of, a difference of opinion could kill you if you push it far enough. So what I'm saying is we don't need to be going at each other. We need to go at the after these establishments that put this uh, pitting thing in order. When I mean pitting, I mean P-I-T-T-I-N-G. They pit. You ever heard of pit bull? That's exactly where yeah. the term comes from. You pit, you pit different groups against each other. We don't need to be pitted against each other, male and female, in the male and slave genre. Because that's been how that Willie Lynch letter kept the slaves at each other's throat, telling when somebody is ready to escape. The house Negro tell the mass Negroes are planning to escape. We got to get away from the pipping. This is a universal problem. It's just not a USA problem. The establishment that controls this, they said, well, if it worked with the slaves, we could use this universally and control the whole world. See, this is what I want to do, the boycott, where we go at these people's pocket because that's all they care about, money. And we are pitting the good against the evil. That's what it's all going to boil down to eventually. But we can start with this boycott because we have so much power. Even the melanin race alone, women spend one billion, one point something billion, not a million, billion dollars in cosmetics, makeup, Wigs, hair, all of that stuff we use for beauty when we're beautiful already. 
I don't I don't say you shouldn't touch up your face if you got a scar or a dark circle or something like that. But this this these people are pushing this makeup that's not even appropriate for melanin people. Pink or blue or orange hair. All of this stuff is just making us look like fools. And we gotta stop some point. Once we get into their pockets. And you know what, Brother LA the, the end result of this, I'm going to ask, is this thing, when this thing hit the fan, don't pay your taxes one year. If we could get everybody not to pay their taxes, sure, you think they're going to lock all of us up in jail that don't pay our taxes if everybody in the United States and all over the world say we're not going to be mad as you know what and we're not going to take it anymore? And I know you've seen these little Disney movies like Ants, and it's a bug's life. It took one little ant, one little bug, to stand up against the power that be one. And then he got all of those other little ants to follow him. You think those little Disney stories are just for fun? They're giving you messages in these stories. The, the uh, Kung Fu Panda, he was looking for power all over the world, and he looked in that mirror when he searched for that secret. It was a mirror in the box, and it looked right back at him, saying that the answers you needed to world problems has always been inside of you. Stand up for what you believe in. And that's what I'm asking right now. And the thing about this boycott is beautiful because we're not asking you to do anything except keep your money in your pocket. Is that just so hard? <laughs> is that difficult? No. We just have to stick together, get a person in every state. When you're shopping or when you're out and about, say, look, we're doing a boycott. It's an undercover boycott. There's no leader. Because everybody that tells another person is a leader. If you tell your friends, you're a leader. If your friends tell, everybody's a leader. So they can't target anyone and say, oh, this is the person stirring up this boycott. They can't kill us like they did Martin Luther King, JFK, Robert Kennedy. goes on. Robert Kennedy said when somebody's standing up against these secret societies, they are silent. And he was one of them that got silent. Look, listen to his speech about... We will not, in his, in his administration, have secret anything. We think we should be open to the public. Everything we do in my administration is going to be open to the public. There's no place in my administration for these secret societies. And his father was a part of that. But him and Robert didn't want any parts of it in their, in their politics life. So I'm asking you at least let me get a list of people that call your line, because I know Beata sound like she's on board with this. And we just, whatever state you're in, just tell people, on the 4th of July, we're not going to buy any paraphernalia pertaining to the 4th of July. See, they're in your pockets. They're in your pockets. Everything we do is is about money and keeping the masses humble. The fluoride in your water is a part of this because fluoride makes people docile. I haven't drank fluoride in almost 30 years. 30 years. I don't even take regular baths in fluoride. So I'm asking you all, just to, whoever the listeners are on this line, uh, call this line. And if you're interested, Brother Ellie, if your line gets too much um, traffic, I have another call-in number, just a regular conference call. But I'm going to ask all blog talk radio shows to get this message out. If you do this for one month, I guarantee you these people are going to give us justice. It's no justice, no spending. No justice, keep your money in your pocket. No justice, keep your money in your wallet. 
if Martin Luther King boycott was successful, which it was, we can do this nationwide. Hey, this might even hit worldwide. And I know people are going to say, I'm paying my taxes. There's nothing to life but death and taxes. What kind of comment is that? There's nothing to life but living and enjoying this experience while we're here. That's what life is about, the pursuit of happiness. And they've taken that away by having us on nine to five, not even have time for our family, and, and always running around trying to make that almighty dollar. We got to keep that dollar in our pocket now, and the money isn't worth anything anyway. But your credit cards that you spend with, stop ordering online. We got to target one thing that we know, one business that we know is not giving back to the public. I'm not talking about Bill Gates and Warren Buffett businesses, because Warren Buffett is telling all those rich people to give back to the world. He's the one started that movement, and I think he's gotten wind of this knowledge, too, that they're going down whether we do this boycott or not because nature itself, L.A., will put a balance to things. Nature. You can't do one evil, evil all the time and think there's not going to be karma coming back to you. So I'm just going to ask you one more time to allow us to start. You don't have to start it because I'm asking other blog talks and other conference calls. So let's get this boycott started. And a simple thing, just tell your friends we could target Amazon or the 4th of July. I'm, I don't want to target Mother's Day and Father's Day because that's pretty cold. That's the next two holidays coming up, but they're a part of this uh, established getting your money too. But I don't want to touch those two days, which come up next month in June. We need to target the 4th of July and Amazon. Dot com because that man is filthy rich, and I don't think he's giving anything back to uh, the community. So with that, thank you for letting me voice my opinion, and I wanted to say about Emmett Till, I was a young woman when that young boy got killed, and I said, how, when that mother said no, the funeral people said, you want to show your son face looking like, she said, yes, I want them to see what these people did to my boy. So I remember that distinctly. I'm a senior, and I'm telling you it was heartbreaking to think that this woman lied now. That's what you're telling us? It was a lie? He never whistled at her? Yeah, yeah that, that's so that you that up online, Carolyn Bryant, yeah. And there's okay, a book on it, too, that interview. Yeah, that, that's all online. That's documented now. And that's been the cry of those women for years, say the man raped. That's what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That woman said that man put his hand on her. That he was trying to brace himself from what I hear. The elevator shook, and that young man grabbed. wasn't trying to grab her. He was trying to get his balance and probably brushed up on her when the elevator. That probably didn't even happen. She probably told a lie from the beginning, and they blew up Tulsa, Oklahoma. They say for that one incident. So we got to look back at these things and realize this stuff is planned and organized, Brother Ellie. And that's why I'm asking your listening audience to let's plan and organize too, just like Martin Luther King and the SCLC did in the 60s. I mean, they organized that whole boycott from Rosa Parks up to the day that that uh, transit company called them. And, and Johnson called him and said, we're going to pass these civil rights laws. So if it works back in the city, we've got to try the things that work, not the things that don't work. Marching doesn't work, just like Claude Anderson says. 
What's who cleaning mm-hmm. you when you're out there marching? Except those are uh, restaurants that you're spending your money in. They're happy when you all come to their city and march because you're going to up their revenue by hotels and buying food and so many other things. We could take that money and put it into our boycott. All of that money for our people spent going to that million man march, with the, which did nothing. The million woman march. That money they spent, Brother L.A., could have been put into a fund for getting justice and to get this boycott organized. Seriously, because one lady said she spent $5,000 for her two grandchildren and her just for the plane fare and the hotel, not counting the food those little boys was going to eat. She wanted them to experience this million man march. That's a lot of money for a hardworking woman. $5,000. Well, you know, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, what we're going to do is uh, uh, we'll do the podcast tomorrow on boycotting. And okay. uh, I like the Thank example you. that she just gave because um, for five thousand, for less than five thousand dollars, they could have started a family business. Yeah. Because yeah, you know that, that's right. That that's one way to boycott. Instead of going okay. to the, the Million Man March, people spent a minimum $5 million going and $5 million coming back, and they probably spent $5 million in food. Exactly. So we're talking about $15 million. And you've had Million Man March 1, and you've had Million March 2. So out of the two, you've had at least $30 million that black folks spent. Now, the thing is, we consumed it. We didn't produce anything. There are no political action committees that have been formed that can influence and dictate legislation. We haven't used any of that money to elect anybody. We haven't elected any judges, uh, selected uh, uh, chief of police, uh, got any legislation on the books. None of that. None of that's happening. I know. So tomorrow we're going to break down, even with Colin Kaepernick. See where, in my opinion, with with Colin Kaepernick, what he, I get his intent. I'm on board with with his intent a million percent, if there's such a thing as a million percent. But when Colin Kaepernick made his mistake, and we all make mistakes, including me, where he made his mistake was nobody. He didn't have any. He didn't have a plan right. of follow-up. In other That's words, right. all right. those people. Matter of fact, basically all the people that were the whole tip crowd. All those people that were saying, you know, get on your knee and stay down, and we behind you. Melon wrote no. a check to replace his paycheck from football. Exactly. There was no link, no And he had until, players. You no. Know, yeah, he, there was no players that said, we're going to quit, we're going to form a new league. That's Colin right. Colin Kaepernick basically got caught with no backup. That's the mistake he made. He stood you up, know, he was like that. 2020 man. vision. And in other ways, he could have protested. In other words, mm-hmm. don't kneel at the game. And then get together with the owner of his team, who's got social capital, with the owners of the other team, they could have attacked it that way. Anyway, tomorrow we're going to go through 
protesting, uh, not protesting, but uh, how to organize a okay. real boycott for change. Uh, on that note, okay. everybody have a good rest of the day. Thank you.